Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. Blessed by God from sea to shining sea. I'm talking about America. And you're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. And uh, as we build the bridge to conversation daily, 12 noon in the east until 2 p.m. every day, I am really glad to be your host here on this great day in the USA. Hey, friends. I'm going to be doing some traveling here uh, real soon, getting back into the swing of thing. Of course, we are uh, trying to represent strong, not only uh, Freedom Works, uh, building uh, the largest grassroots uh, hands-on activist in the country, in the nation, boasting nearly six million, but also uh, working alongside and very proud to be a part of the uh, uh, advisory board for Black Voices for Trump. And uh, certainly it is imperative. I, I, I mean that it is imperative that we reelect Donald John Trump to the presidency and it is imperative that we sweep out of our house of representatives our United States House of Representatives the Nancy Pelosi's who have fallen prey to the socialist wing of her party. In fact, uh, Nancy was uh, never really a moderate moderate, but she was closer to moderate moderate than anything we're seeing coming from her and Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler. At this point in time, the Democrat Party has lost its way. We thought those of you who are old enough to remember Ted Kennedy, you know, and uh, Tip O'Neill, you know, those type of people. If you're old enough to remember the Democrat Party at that point in time, you, they, if they were to see it now and to hear what's spewing out of it, uh, yeah, Ted Kennedy would be absolutely appalled. I, I think he would just, just be absolutely appalled because uh, keep in mind his brother, both of them, uh, John F. Uh, Kennedy, slain in the streets of Dallas, would today be a conservative. Uh, yeah, that Democrat president who so many conservatives of the time, even conservatism has changed. Conservatism has moved toward the left as far as the way conservatives were in 1963 when Kennedy was killed. And then Bobby Kennedy, being as liberal as he is and 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 was uh bobby kennedy i think would be absolutely uh shocked at at the direction the country has moved keeping in mind that bobby kennedy and, and john f kennedy both served in the military 
Yeah, World War II. They both served in the military. So in that day and time, that would have given a commander-in-chief a a different uh, outlook. They would be conservatives in today's world. Now, now, the reason I brought all of that up is because in the last three and a half years, there has been, you would have to be blind living in a cave with no outside connections, not to notice, realize just what a prosperity machine God is allowing America to become under the direction of this presidential administration. And I I believe with all my heart that it is God who places uh, certain people in authority. Through your vote here in America, yeah, through your vote, it, it is the biggest exercise of free will you will ever be able to experience, and that is being a citizen of the United States, right? Oh, there's no question about it. Ask anyone from anywhere, okay, if I'm telling you the truth. They will tell you that if you were fortunate enough to be born here, you hit uh, the blessing jackpot. (laughs) Yes, you did. Why is it that we don't recognize that? Until, until we have to defend our excuses for failure. I'm talking about um, the former president of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama. Former president of the United States, he was number 44. The first black president uh, or the first president of color because we can't legitimately assign uh, American blackness to uh, Barack Obama. He has no connection to that, except for the fact that he lived uh, in Chicago and and attended Jeremiah Wright's church, which was by design. Barack is one of the few black people who had to move to Chicago to learn what it was to be black. He had no clue. Oh, I know some of you out there saying, but you don't know my story. I grew up in the hood. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't want to fight or talk about fighting, we didn't have a conversation when I was growing up. You know, I, I know the I'm a former president of the NAACP Garland, Texas. I've seen both sides of the street. I know the experience. Uh, When I uh, talk about being black, I'm talking about uh, going back to what James Brown meant about it. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud in America. And, of course, later on, uh, James became famous for uh, that song, Living in America. (laughs) Across the nation. Barack Obama is now jealous because he threw down a gauntlet 
when he challenged the notion that Donald John Trump could revitalize business in this country. You will recall Obama saying that what's he going to do? Wave a magic wand? Well, <laughs> lo and behold, three and a half years after Obama is gone, well, three years after Obama's gone, evidently God has blessed Trump with a wand. <laughs> because the economy is booming and business is back, roaring. But guess what? Now we have Obama showing signs and shades of jealousy, which is human nature. When you said something can't be done, and then someone comes along after you and does it, your natural inclination, your natural instinct is to defend the job that you did, even though you recognize and in your moments of being alone with yourself, you admit that you failed. But that's much too painful to say out loud. And so what do you do? You attack the person who is being successful. And then you say words like Obama is intoning and intonating here. Former President Barack Obama uh, seemed to be taking credit this is back on Monday for the booming economy when he tweeted out a photo of his signature on the 2009 economic stimulus bill. <laughs> oh, this is funny. You see, the, the stimulus package is was the reason the Tea Party was launched. <clears throat> It, 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 it's the reason it gained the type of steam and, and swept into office the types of statesmen like Mark's, Mark Meadows, you know, Thomas Massey, Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul swept them into office. This is what did it. And Obama is crowing about this. He's still deceived, still misled, uh, still doesn't get it. That 11 years ago, uh, this is what President Obama continues to say, 11 years ago, uh, near the bottom of the worst recession in generations, I signed the Recovery Act, paving the way for more than a decade of economic growth <laughs> <laughs> and the longest streak of job creation <laughs> in American history. Obama wrote along with the photo. Yeah, this is absolutely amazing. The type of credit 
that Obama is wanting to take when it was he who said um, it would take a magic wand. He did not believe in any way at the time that um, his policies were effective. He didn't. Otherwise, he would not have said that it would take a magic wand to fix it. (laughs) No, all it took was a change in policy to fix it. Uh, President Trump, um, his campaign, uh, which I'm proud to be a part of uh, Black Voices for Trump, was having none of that type of chicanery. And that's what it was. It was totally uh, chicanery. Um, And they countered, releasing a statement uh, on Fox News uh, about Obama's assertions that is uh, was his policies that turned the economic the economy around. Uh, President Trump reversed every single failed Obama era economic policy and with it reverse the floundering Obama-Biden economy. Wow. Talking about killing two birds with one stone. (laughs) That's what Trump just did. He killed two birds with one stone. He hit Barack and Biden, although Biden is on life support right now. And the plug looks like I see a hand moving toward the plug. Yeah, Biden is on life support right now. And if uh, he wasn't already dead, um, I think the statement released by the president's people yesterday identifying the failed Obama-era economic policy and linking both Obama and Biden to it. If Biden wasn't dead, I think he's, um, I think he's gone now. Obama and Biden orchestrated the worst economy recovery in modern history. And some polls still have Joe Biden as the Democratic frontrunner and presumptive nominee. They are nuts. By contrast, though, uh, deregulating, lowering taxes and supporting free market policies, the president, President Trump, has created the hottest, the hottest economy on record with unemployment hitting generational Lows and all time lows for African-Americans, Hispanics, the disabled veterans and other hardworking Americans as far as employment is concerned. All time lows. Paychecks are growing at the fastest pace in a decade and twice as fast for low- and middle-income Americans. It's no wonder Democrats seek to take credit 
don't you think, friends? Who wouldn't want to take credit? I think it was JFK that said um, success has many fathers. Failure is an orphan. Yeah, success has many fathers. And the English would say failure is a bastard. This is what's happening. The success of this administration by reversing the floundering Obama-Biden policies was the salvation of our economy to this point. And keep in mind, numbers and figures are hard things. But uh, when they come to when it comes to the way they fluctuate, and I was in the the finance business for years, um, when it comes to the way they fluctuate, anything can happen with a the fluidity of a the market. Anything can happen. But at this point in time. The opportunity for good things economically to happen. There's so many different things out there that uh, if if you're um, of the mind to, you could invest in that very well could pay off. But then again, it might not. (laughs) That's the market. That's the way it is. It's volatile. But it is the um, created in America, the greatest wealth producing machine the world has ever known. And Donald Trump has unleashed that Barack Obama had it handcuffed. Make no mistake about that. Make no mistake about that. Donald John Trump has unleashed that. Yeah. And um, Barack Obama had it handcuffed. And so, friends, when we think about um, where we are and where we uh, are heading and we think about the lunacy that that is above that is uh, in front of us. um, Get ready. Because. That's what Democrats do. They take advantage of the situation. And they have learned to lie proficiently. Are you hearing me? We'll talk more about it when I return. Looking for, expecting my good friend Steve Moore to join me, economist Steve Moore, uh, to be on with me here in the next segment. But hang around. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. are lifted high Our hearts are bowing in reverence CL back on this great day in the USA. Glad that you could come along with me as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. Download free the CL Bryant Show app on to your favorite device, and um, follow us, listen to us wherever you may go. Uh, hey, have some big things coming up here real soon. War Room Takeover. Uh, yeah, going to be involved with um, the Trump campaign uh, a little bit later on here in, uh, in the week. And uh, I certainly want you to pay attention to what's going to be happening as far as justice reform and uh, prison reform is concerned because the president has taken a big and bold step uh, when it comes to that. And I'll be uh, joining uh, my uh, not only uh, fellow associates at FreedomWorks, but also um, associates at uh, my colleagues at um, Black Voices for Trump uh, in Wisconsin here real soon. I'll be telling you about it. Coming up here in just a couple of weeks. Now, um, we were we were talking about um, how uh, you um, have a failed uh, situation with the Obama administration, and, and but now they're jealous of the magic wand or the wand. I don't know how magic it is. It's, I know it's a, a wand that Trump is waving with spiritual authority that is given to him by Almighty God to lead. Huh? Whatever it is, it's a wand that God has given him to lead. And, um, and in so leading, and in so leading, he um, has unleashed what America is supposed to be about. And that is every man, every woman exercising their rights as citizens to be their best God-given self. In other words, you use the gifts that God has given you. But you know what? The thing that really um, does put set me on edge, and it causes me to uh, reconsider some of the uh, positions that I've held in, in past times, and it makes me wonder why I held those positions uh, in past times, thinking that somehow government owed 
me something or someone owed me something. And I'm not really sure I was always of that mindset, but I supported those platforms. I was never, I, I, never, I don't believe I was ever of the mindset because my, my parents were not that way. My grandparents were not that way. You know, they were very self-sufficient people. And so the paradox, the strange thing about uh, this then is to um, see and, and, and realize that sometimes you support platforms that you really do not endorse yourself. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And and so many times that's exactly what happens is that we began to support platforms that we really do not believe ourselves. And um, Barack Obama can't possibly believe that he in any way could have been responsible for the economic recovery that our nation is seeing under Donald John Trump, when it was him who said it would take a magic wand in order to fix it. Well, he must be jealous of the president's magic wand that God has given to him. And on with me is the uh, founder of Club for Growth. He is one of the premier economists in our nations, very much uh, able to take credit for helping the president turn this economy around. He is my friend and a friend of the show. Steve Moore, thank you so much for being on with us. Hey, Theo, good to be with you, and uh, you are so right about, I just heard what everything you just said, and you're spot on, my friend, and, you know, these are the same people, by the way, uh, all these economists from Harvard, Yale, and Princeton, and, you know, at the uh, Washington Post, the New York Times, who, uh, you know, because I was on the campaign trail, and... uh, with Trump, and they'd say, oh, Trump's going to cause a second Great Depression. He's going to destroy the stock market and our economy. But now here we are three years later with the best economy in 30 years, and they're saying, oh, you know, it's the, it's the Obama effect. And, you know, so you can't. So if the economy had tanked, it would have been Trump's fault. But since it's doing well, it's Obama, Obama gets the credit. This is called the double standard. And, you know, the old saying is if it weren't for double standards, uh, liberals wouldn't have any standards at all. <laughs> could, Steve, if you could possibly share with our audience some of the things that the president reversed of the failed Obama policies that has, in fact, stimulated the economy. Many of our listeners have no clue exactly what uh, catapulted this economy. From your point of view, talk to us about that. Well, first, let's start with the big picture here. I mean, uh, and and let's give Barack Obama uh, his due. You know, the we did have a recovery from that terrible Bush recession. Um, it was a modest recovery at best, but it was a recovery. And, try, and Obama's right that we should really salute the fact that this is an amazing America that we have now uh, been growing now for 10 years, uh, more than 10 years without a recession. That's a fabulous, fabulous performance. Uh, but what happened you know, we had kind of a, a, at best, a kind of mediocre, at best, a mediocre recovery under Obama, but the economy growing at, you know, barely 2%, kind of limping along, but it was growing. And then, you know, Trump comes in and it's like, you know, trading in a pinot for a Porsche. You know? <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden the economy just started, you know, we all felt it, right? It was just like, uh, you know, the, the speed up in the economy, the big, big increase in 
in job creation. Now, we have six and a half million uh, surplus jobs today, which has never happened before in the history of this country. And wages, you know, that's the other thing. Wages have grown at a very nice pace. Uh, the average income has risen about $4,500 per family, you know, for per middle class family since Trump took office. So, uh, you know, it, I think the difference is we had a recovery under Obama. We've had a boom under Trump. A recovery under Obama, a boom under Trump that is absolutely undeniable. Steve, is it then uh, incumbent upon the president to run on that economic record? And are there any Democrats who can possibly, including Bloomberg, uh, challenge him on uh, this record? And please chime in on Bloomberg, if you would. Well, the la- first of all, the last thing the Democrats want to talk about is the economy. That's why they very rarely talk about it these days. Um, the I was on CNN this morning uh, debating uh, a woman from the Washington Post who was saying, you know, taking this Obama line that, oh, you know, Trump inherited this great economy. You know, CLP, if Trump inher- inherited a great economy uh, left by Obama, then Hillary Clinton would be president today. But it wasn't a great economy. The economy was actually you know, decelerating, not accelerating. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, it was James Carville, who was uh, Bill Clinton's chief e- uh, political advisor, who was so famous for saying it's the economy stupid. And it was Ronald Reagan who both in 1980 and 84, you know, asked voters, are you better off than you were four years ago? And I think that's exactly what, you know, Donald J. Trump will do in the, this year, uh, you know, to asking the American people, are you better off? And of course, for the vast, not everyone, but for the vast majority of Americans, they are certainly better off. And as you know, because, you know, Trump loves to talk about what he has done for minorities. And, you know, this is a president who has reduced the black and Hispanic unemployment rate to record lows. And at the same time, when incomes are going up for minorities, which is, you know, Trump is very proud of that and justifiably so. And you're absolutely right, Steve. Steve Moore, economist extraordinaire and, of course, uh, a key figure in the turnaround of our American economy, advising the president of the United States, Donald Trump, is my special guest. Tomorrow night, uh, Steve, as you know, I'm uh, on the advisory board, Black Voices for Trump. We're going to take over the war room there at uh, Trump headquarters, and uh, it is going to be uh, interactive. Uh, we're going to be... So this will be... You'll be here in... Washington, D.C.? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll be right there in D.C. We're going to take over the war room there. And, Steve, just be, be sure to stay tuned to what's well, going on. I mean, you are, you are the, the man. And so, uh, you know, I've been saying, you tell me if I'm wrong about this, okay? You, you know, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I want, your, I want your honest opinion. I've been saying that Donald Trump will do better with black Americans in 2020 than any Republican in the last 40 years. Oh, there's no question about it. And Steve, I remember on the campaign trail, the president said to a black audience, mostly, uh, whether you vote for me or not, I will be your greatest champion. And Steve, promise made, promise kept. That's that's the way that is. Tell us about your give us your insight onto the into the Bloomberg campaign, Steve Moore. Uh, Give us your take on that. I think it's unique. Well, Michael Bloomberg uh, is, first of all, let me start by saying, you know, I, as you do, I mean, I travel over this great country, everywhere from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine, and everywhere in between. Uh, I was in California. I was in Pennsylvania. I was in Florida. I was in Delaware. Uh, you know, I've been, you know, all over the place. And uh, every time I, you know, go to my hotel and I turn on the uh, TV, what do you think I see? 
Bloomberg ads. I mean, he is spending, he has already probably spent close to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions. By the way, he has already spent more money than the Koch brothers spent five years. Wow. So the left loves to talk about all that evil, you know, Koch money. Wait a minute. Bloomberg is is going to blow away how much money the Cokes are spending. So he is deluging the airwaves with with ads. They're good ads. I have to say they're they're good ads. Um, and uh, so he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. But he wants to destroy our oil and gas industry. He wants to um, ha- have um, the government take over the health care system. Um, and he has... Um, you know, problems, I think, in terms of uh, supporting major tax increases that I think would just, you know, erase a lot of the gains that we've made on the economy. And you know what, Steve? Absolutely, uh, that would be the end result of a Bloomberg presidency. But can uh, you're an economist, Steve? You you've been in and out of Washington D.C. for ages now. And let me ask you this, because our audience would like to hear the answer to this question from someone like you. Bloomberg being worth billions, literally billions, can maybe tens of billions, maybe tens of billions, can can a presidency actually be bought? Can someone actually buy that type of thing? He's shot up in the in the polls uh, right now. Is that possible? It is possible. Yeah, it is possible. I mean, you know, money can't buy you love, but it might be. <laughs> we'll find out, right? I mean, if he, if he doesn't do it, 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 but look, you know, it's a sharp contrast. I was thinking about this the other day because, you know, you worked a bit with uh, Trump in 2016 and I, I did a lot, you know, and, and it always amazed me how little money Donald Trump spent. You know, that was the thing that people didn't realize. He he didn't have to spend a lot of money because he was in the newspapers every day and on TV every day. You know, Bloomberg has to pay for it, whereas Trump was such a master marketer that he was able to get it for free. Uh, but in the end of the day, I just don't think a lot of Americans actually know that much about Bloomberg, right? Right. I, I bet a lot of people don't even – I bet – 80% of people don't even know that when he was the mayor of New York, he was a Republican. Right. You know that? Right. Exactly right. You're exactly right. I mean, so what is he? One day he's an independent, the next day he's a Republican, the next day he's a Democrat. I mean, the guy just wants power, right? This is what liberals do. They want power, and they, he'd run under the communist ticket if he thought he could win with it. You know, so I think uh, people are going to have to really listen to – you can't watch his fancy, you know, uh, Madison Avenue ads – you have to actually look at his record. He destroyed the coal industry. He's running around the country talking about, how, bragging about how many coal miners he's put out of work. Steve, I have about... Um, the same thing with oil and gas. Steve, I have about um, 40, uh, about, uh, four, about four minutes, about four minutes left with you. But I, I want you to share with us anything that, uh, how people can get a hold with, of you to bring you to a city near them, to a venue uh, uh, near them. Any, how, do, how, do, how do you get in touch with Steve Moore? Uh, tell us about that. Anything that's on your mind. I love the work that we do at FreedomWorks together. FreedomWorks is one of my favorite organizations in Washington, and uh, they are, you know, the activists who really get out there, people, uh, you know, really pounding the pavement for freedom. And so, uh, you know, it's, pe- people should contact FreedomWorks if they want to get a hold of me or you. And uh, it's, uh, 
but I'm just a crusader for Trump at this point. I think, you know, the guy has done an amazing job. I saw him just a few weeks ago. I said, Mr. President, this is working better than I even thought it would. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's, he's the first president I've been in a long time who's actually exceeded my expectations rather than most politicians let you down. I mean, he's actually exceeded my expectations. And he has. And that is why I'm thinking he's going to be reelected by a tsunami. And we need to get the minority vote. I mean, we need, why why would blacks and Hispanics not vote for Donald Trump? Look what he's done for these communities. I love the school choice thing. You and I care so much about that issue. He wants to give as many as a million black parents and children an opportunity to go to good schools. Liberals are against that. Trump is for it. And friends, that is the bottom line. Can a parent and should a parent be able to educate their child and have the opportunity to do that the way they want to? My guest has been my good friend, Steve Moore, economist extraordinaire and someone who did found what has been known as the Club for Growth. Thank you so much for being on with me, Uh, Steve. We'll talk to you real soon. Okay, thanks. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, and we want to thank uh, Steve Moore for having been on with us in that last segment. Uh, You heard him. (laughs) You heard him. Uh, uh, Under Obama, uh, the economy grew. Under Trump, the economy booms. Who would not want that? Who would want to go back to turning the uh, economic faucet back to a trickle? Huh? Who would want to have that again? Who, Who would want to go back to that? I wouldn't. Although, you know, the Lord had blessed uh, even during that period in time. And, you know, I lost, a, 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 you know, um, a church. Um, and it, it, that was in the will of God. I, I know it was because, quite frankly, um, I would not have the uh, influence uh, and uh, scope that I have at this point in time if certain things had not occurred if I had tried to hang on to something that was gone and God was trying to move me on if I had fought and a lot of us do that you know we try to hang on to uh, times and seasons in our lives that are over Uh, and they hinder you from reaching where you should be If I had tried to hang on to something that was clearly over, just for pride's sake or whatever, you miss the blessing that God has for you when you walk by faith and not by sight. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Um, I'm expecting in the next hour, uh, my good buddy Star Parker, to um, show up here on the show with me. We just had on economist extraordinaire in um, this country, someone who can truly, without any type of reservation, say that they helped put our country on the track that it's on economically. Steve Moore. I'll be back. You thought I was worth saying. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back on this great day in the USA. Home stretch of the first hour of the CL Bryant show. And if you don't get both hours of the show, be sure to um, download free the CL Bryant show.com. T H E V C L Bryant show.com. And um, I want to, um, <laughs> I'm going to, now, now I'm going to, what am I going to talk to you about here? What I'm going to, what I'm going to talk to you about here um, is exactly what um, got the president elected. And you can, you listen, you can um, like it or not. It's, it's one of those things about uh, the president's personality that appeals to Americans. Now, um, the the president threatens a lawsuit over Mueller probe and Stone trial. Now, here it is. Uh, the president uh, on Tuesday uh, said um, that uh, he may sue everyone. <laughs> I just I just love it. I love it. Uh because he might. <laughs> but then again, most likely he won't. But he might. And that type of um ability to keep your adversaries off balance is a you can you can believe this or not it's a fine art and doing making any type of deal or planning the planning the ground or plowing the ground I should say plowing the ground so that uh, you can uh, you know, you know, sort of turn them in the direction you want them to go. Is an art. The art, that's an art of making a deal. Is having leverage. And the, the the important thing about having leverage is knowing how to put yourself in position to have leverage. 
Uh, years and years ago, as a as a kid, my dad got me boxing lesson, lessons and everything. I, Irish McNeil Sports for Boys. Uh, there in Shreveport, Louisiana, it used to be over on the, off the fairgrounds. And uh, Irish McNeil Sports for Boys. And one of the first thing you learn is balance and leverage. You leverage a punch, and you stay on you stay on balance, uh, so that if you're hit with a punch, you're not knocked down. You know, you absorb it. And um, the president understands very much about balance and leverage. You know, he is a boxing fan, so so he understands that, and he he's a master. At keeping the adversaries off balance. Everything having to do with the fraudulent investigation is badly tainted and, in my opinion, should be thrown out. Even Mueller's statement to the Congress that he did not that he did not see me to be. Uh, see me to become the FBI director again has been proven false. Uh, the whole I, the whole deal was a total scam. It wasn't um, president. If I wasn't president, I'd be suing everyone all over the place. But maybe I still will. <laughs> Off. Okay. If I wasn't president, here, here this way. You know, this way he throws that punch. He, he, he throws that jab out there. You know, I'd be suing everybody everywhere. But then again, maybe I will. And that's what I was saying to you. He says it. And you say, huh. <laughs> he may do it. Yeah, it's a witch hunt. It has been that, but found no witches. Nobody got burned. They tried. All oh, the fires were burning. They had the fires. Uh, no, they had the wood. They had the wood stacked, and they had poured the. They had put the pitch on the wood. The only thing they needed was to find something. To tie the present to the stake over. And you better believe this. They would have set that stake ablaze. But by the grace of God, they couldn't do it because it was a witch hunt and they found no witches or warlocks available. Although uh, President Obama is jealous over Trump's magic wand <laughs> that he has waved over the economy. <laughs> America is blessed from sea to shining sea by the founding of the nation. We were founded to be a great nation. We were not founded to be a socialist nation, even though they tried it a little, they tried it uh, here early on in this country before before we became a nation. They tried it early on when the uh, first Europeans first got here. They tried it. It failed because just like everything else, 
Uh, there were people who worked hard to grow crops so everybody could eat. And then there were some people who didn't work at all but wanted to eat anyway. The socialism never works because uh, it gives the person who leans toward laziness an opportunity to be even more lazy. Will you hear me? Gives him an opportunity to be even more lazy. And so socialism always implodes upon itself. Can you imagine how fat America would be (laughs) if people didn't work, have to go to work? And I'm not, listen, okay, I'm not fat bashing, okay? I am not. I'm simply saying that we're, we're, all, we're the most buffed nation on earth. Oh, yeah, there are more people in shape here than just about anywhere else. I mean, in good shape, buffed up, you know. And there are more fat people here. <laughs> you mean you can go from one extreme to the other. Hey, being between like me, you're not fat and you're not buffed. You're not skinny, but you're not chubby either. You know, you're a medium-sized guy. And I think I like it like that. But then if I just sat around and didn't do anything, I mean, folks, uh, you, the president is a busy, busy man. In fact, he could, he could drop a few pounds. You know, but he's in great shape. I'm a busy, busy person. I'm always, always doing something. And I do enjoy being able to sit when I'm at home at night with my wife and not think of anything on the weekends. Just totally veg. Yeah, it's great to be able to do that, but I, I, uh, I can't. I'm always doing something. Yeah, the old man said you sleep when you're dead, and I don't think that's I don't think that's so either. I think uh, you're more involved and doing more in um, the next life than uh, in the kingdom of God than you ever thought of doing here. That's just me. Well, anyway, when we come back with more of the C.L. Bryant show, I want to investigate um, what's going to happen tomorrow night um, when the Dems debate in Nevada. Steve Moore was on with me a little bit earlier, economist Steve Moore, economist extraordinaire who truly can take uh, part in the credit for helping the president turn around this economy. Steve Moore, one of the great economic minds in our nation. And um, he said in his interview when he was talking about Michael Bloomberg that... uh, The problem that Bloomberg is going to have is 
is that he has been a Republican. In fact, he was a Republican when uh, he became mayor of New York. Oh, yeah, he's been an independent. And now he's a Democrat. He wants to be president of the United States. I ask Steve Moore, um, is it possible for someone who is a billionaire, multi multi tens of billions of dollars it's hard to even imagine the kind of money that bloomberg has bloomberg bloomberg's bloomberg's children's children's children if the earth remains cannot spend the money that he has amassed <laughs> you cannot imagine the fortune that Bloomberg has. You cannot imagine it. And um, he wants to be president, and Steve Moore says it can be bought everywhere you look. I'm about to hit the road here for a few days myself, uh, and I'll pay attention late at night to see if I see those Bloomberg ads. He said, everywhere you look, if you're on the road, you're seeing Bloomberg ads, and they're good. And, you know, Americans are very visual when it comes to um, voting and the way we're persuaded. We're persuaded through what we see. And so um, it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, Dems debate this thing tomorrow night. I'll uh, be in D.C. Uh, in the war room there um, at Trump headquarters, Black Voices for Trump. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I said I've said it uh, a while back, and I'm seeing the momentum uh, gain at the right moment in time I think we're headed 2020 right now as far as the crossover vote in minority black in minority vote black Latinos I think you're going to see you're going to witness history a historical shift in that voting block it scares the Democrats to death they are in a frenzy i'm cl looking for star parker on the other side of the break we'll talk to you later 